0: Welcome to On Texas Football. It's time for our weekly uh, segment called The State of the Program with InsideTexas.com publisher Eric Nolene. Eric, welcome in. We've got a few things to talk about right now. Uh, Longhorns hire a new assistant coach uh, to help with the pass rush. Uh, you have some insight on some news on the offensive line of late. And then we need to get in to talk a little bit about uh, the Texas recruiting game right now. It's uh, going full force with a little July 4th fireworks last night. Uh, Let's start, though, with Jack Smith, uh, the new assistant defensive end coach, uh, adding to Pete Kwiatkowski's defensive staff, Young uh, guy that has NFL experience out of the Metroplex. Uh, What do you make of this latest hire by Steve Sarkeesian as he continues to beef up his staff?
1: Well, it's interesting. You know, I'd known his company, Trench Warfare, uh, but I didn't necessarily know him. Um, He's got a very interesting path, uh, South Oak Cliff kid, Uh, grew up in the, you know, Rougher environment, but worked his way out of it, uh, went to Missouri, had a solid career at Missouri, uh, won leadership awards at, at Missouri. So it wasn't just him being a talented player. Uh, you know, when you win those types of awards, you start to wonder, hey, maybe this is a coaching career, potentially. Um, had a solid, uh, had interesting career in the NFL, bounced around a lot, but did experience some success. I think he had one season with seven sacks, which is a pretty good number. No one's going to shake a stick at that. Um, but it was a, it was a shorter career, a more abbreviated. I think he only played six years. Um, started up his his company in Dallas, and uh, that's where he's made a lot of connections. Looks like this is his path to coaching, uh, but this is also uh, Texas's path to uh, to keeping um, in tune with what's going on in the, in the Dallas area. You know, like we we talk about it all the time. They've got to have the connections there. Uh, losing Chris, Chris Gilbert, I think this kind of helps make up. You know, Gilbert himself with a South Oak Cliff alum. I think this kind of helps uh, keeps keeps Texas tied into that into that area. And I'm guessing Jeff Banks had something to do with this hire, given that that's the his recruiting territory.
0: Uh, that makes makes total sense. Um, you know, the thing that has been somewhat maligned about this defense, at least to this point in Pete Krakowski's tenure in Austin, has been the lack of sacks. They certainly improved uh, their quarterback pressure last year, but didn't necessarily follow through with getting the guy on the ground a little bit more. Do you think it's just a matter of tweaks needing to happen? Uh, Ovia Agufu was not the best pass rusher. He's gone now you replace him uh, most likely with Ethan Burke. Do you think that this is just another arrow in the, or another arrow in the quiver, so to speak, from a pass rush perspective as Pete Kwi- Kwiatkowski and Steve Sarkisian keep trying to push uh, the envelope as, as a team that can generate some negative plays on defense.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're going to get it right. And I think this is going to help out, you know, um, he'll be working with the defensive ends. I'm sure. While, uh, you know, Kwiatkowski is doing more of a coordinator role, but, you know, I think Kwi- Kwiatkowski was going to get it right no matter what. He always has it, uh, whether he's at Boise State or, or Washington. He had some guys that put up – he had some guys that I've never even heard of that put up monster, monster seasons. So, it's just a matter of getting the right right guys in place. And, you know, maybe Smith is one of those those pieces as well. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to keep doing what they need to do to, to uh, improve the program. It's uh, We we saw we saw a lot of incremental improvements last year. I think this is a, probably another incremental in, improvement, including with uh, getting Paul Christ and a couple other guys uh, – in uh, earlier in the spring
0: joe d camillus the uh, the special teams coach should help too the all of these things you're right eric it's it's an incremental improvement and all of a sudden you stack them up and they start off and it's just like an inch high and by the end of the day it's three or four feet higher as long as you keep doing the right things time and time again it, it can That's be it. incrementally helpful all right i want to say thanks to our sponsor adam lowey of the lowey law firm uh, adam and his group have been helping injured texans for decades Uh, Contact him at 512-280-0800 or uh, visit him at loweylawfirm.com for a free consultation today. If you've been injured in a car wreck or on the job, uh, make sure you give Adam and his folks a call. They focus on results for their clients. Uh, Eric, second topic uh, for us uh, today is the offensive line because uh, I wrote an article on Friday, I think it was, uh, or Saturday morning, can't remember DJ Campbell uh, apparently having a really good offseason despite still having his arm in a sling slash, you know, uh, soft cast right now. Uh, but they think that he's really coming on. You've heard some information on your own. Let's talk a little bit the, about the offensive line and, and go from there.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Campbell's improvement is going to uh, allow them to do other things with Cole Hudson. You know, Cole Hudson's a 13-game starter. You don't just uh automatically go to the bench you know that, so yeah. they're going to they're try to find a role for him uh of course Campbell still has to beat him out on the field August is going to be big for that but Hudson is cross training a lot more uh at center already and so that means that um, that means that that Jake Major is going to have a battle in August uh, based on what we're hearing so you're going to have the same starting five as last year but insert Campbell and Cam Williams as your six seven guys uh Campbell's got a good chance to start as you were uh, mentioning uh, but the center, I think is going to get quite interesting. Kyle Flood, you know, last year he was going to put Junior Angelo there. Uh, Angelo got hurt. Um, Majors is, has, is one of the leaders in that room. He is the, the leader in the offensive line room, uh, but he doesn't quite have the size uh, that that Flood uh, profiles for. Uh, so we'll see. It's going to get interesting.
0: So so is ha- Hayden Connor also worked there in the spring as well, right?
1: A little bit. He did. Yes. Uh, but he's still at guard. He had a really good spring at guard. He's lost weight, um, which is, you know, Kyle Flood you know, normally wants him bigger, but, but Connor is an interesting kid. The more weight he loses, the quicker he gets. I've seen it. I saw, I saw that, uh, in him as a high school recruit, uh, he would fluctuate a little bit and his athleticism would noticeably improve and then he would get a little bit bigger. Um, but now he's, you know, he's gotten more flexible. He's gotten a lot quicker. And we've, we've noticed that he, he ran almost as fast as Kelvin banks in the flying 10, uh, you know, when we the, when they measure between the 20 and 30 yards, uh, he was just a tick slower than Kelvin Banks. So he's improved his quickness and he's working hard. Clearly, I, I anticipate him staying at guard. Uh, Neto will probably be his backup or you know primary competition. And then you've got uh, majors Hudson. And, you know, I think it's probably safe to say that Campbell's going to play a lot, whether or not he starts. Uh, probably won't know until, uh, for sure until August. I think it's likely he will at this point. Um, but, yeah, Hudson and majors, man, it's going to be fun. Hey.
0: Yeah, that, that's interesting. Good scoop there, Eric. Uh, speaking with Eric Nolene, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Eric, uh, tackles, offensive tackles. Cam Williams, we know, is doing some both off uh, left and right tackle work behind Christian Jones, particularly at right tackle. Moved into right guard some uh, at yeah. times. It's clear they're trying to cross-train him at both tackle spots. It's also clear... Neto and Miyazulu is cross-training at guard and tackle as well, left guard and left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, I mean, maybe it's just me, but it kind of looks like this, this line right now is a true eight deep. Would you agree with that? I mean, it, it feels at least that those eight are probably ready to go. If, if, if someone gets lost, they can make do with, with, the, with that group right now.
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely getting there. You know, maybe there's going to be some missteps with Neto and uh, and Campbell at first. You know, getting uh, getting more playing time, you got to work out those uh, mental mistakes. Uh, but physically, they're they're more than ready. Athletically, they've been ready since they stepped on campus. You know, they're athletic dudes. Uh, then yeah, Cam Williams, you got Cam's going to play a lot this year. They and you know they've got to build for the future at the same time they got to win games in the immediate. So uh, you got to keep those guys happy. You got to develop them. There's going to be I think you're going to see a lot more uh, rotations on the offensive line than we've seen in the past. Uh, to get these guys reps
0: yeah i i that's that's the other thing we had heard right is and jerry mentioned this as well we think they're gonna like kyle flood first two years he had a starting five and the starting five played 95 percent of the snaps unless it was a blowout now we're hearing that he's going to try to sprinkle some guys in throughout a game that that's what you're hearing as well right
1: Right. Yeah, they got to get these guys reps, develop them. And, you know, these competitions might not be won until there's game film. And game film is a great way to hold players accountable, uh, to explain to them, hey, this is why you're not playing more uh, or this is why you are playing more. Uh, So, you know, and, you know, take advantage of the depth. They do have depth, but this will set them up uh, very well for the following years as well.
0: So take that uh, Cole Hudson working cross training already at center. If he doesn't beat out Jake Majors this year, he might be the incumbent next year uh in yeah, that position right that's that's yeah. also what what you're looking at uh because Cole does have a little bit bigger uh body and frame than Connor Robertson uh for example as well as a lot more experience now playing at a, at the major college level uh whereas Robertson is the true backup at least at this point in time but i, I to your point and, and everyone's here uh, eric i feel like we all think that the offensive line right now is we we think there are pieces to the puzzle it's just how it's going to all play out. We don't know yet. We have some inklings, but it's not sure. All right, uh, Let's move on to recruiting because Longhorns absolutely have been rolling right now. I called it steady momentum uh, mm-hmm. in today's article on Inside Texas. I think that's, that's the way I see it right now because they're picking up one every couple of days. Another one, another one pops. Yep. Another one goes. Last night, it was Jordan Washington, the tight end out of Langham Creek. Uh, I've talked to the guys about that. What are your thoughts on, on Jordan?
1: Yeah, I really like him. He's got a pretty high floor as a flex tight end, but I think there's a chance he can grow into a, a do it all. You know, he's going to be on the leaner side probably, but he's a he's got he's a willing blocker. Uh, he appears uh, naturally strong. Uh, you know, I like his physicality, but you know he's got really good athleticism. He's good, You know, he's, he's a giant wide receiver at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good pickup. He's he fits perfectly at 12 personnel, uh, but he might even become a, a guy that you could play at 11 personnel as well.
0: Um. Got to got to say this in that same article I wrote. It, it's now getting down to okay. Texas has a they, they're halfway home basically. Twelve commitments, uh, another twelve or so to go. Uh, a lot of those are going to be on the defensive front and the mm-hmm. defensive line and in the secondary. Um, half at least of yep. that group uh, will be on that those positions. Uh, I want to talk first about the defensive line and then get into the secondary. the, the defensive line, um, you put in a pick for DeAndre Robert, Robinson out of Orlando Jones, uh, an RPM, to go to Texas. I want to get your take on that. And then I also want to mention uh, Malik Blockton announces this coming Saturday. That's the defensive lineman out of uh, Pike Road, uh, Alabama. And then Melvin Hills out of Lafayette, Louisiana, announces on July 12th. Let's start with Robinson and then talk about the other two. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time,
1: Yeah. Texas is just winning that the right way. Loved his visit likes Bo Davis. Um, I think, you know, that the early playing time is a big factor for him. He's got a chance to play a lot as a true freshman, given what Texas is going to lose. I think he's somewhat of a like for like for Tavandre sweat. Uh, although, you know, there's a lot of experience difference uh, between the two. It's going to take some time for him to become a a Tavandre sweat, but, uh, early playing time, uh, his fondness of Bo Davis, Bo Davis's track record has given Texas a very good chance. And, uh, you know, not only are we optimistic, but people that we know in the Florida market are, are not nearly are, are more pessimistic. So that that counts as well.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like a double double whammy. Right. You, yeah. You're hearing both sides are hearing kind of the same thing uh, mm-hmm. right now. Uh, also offered by Georgia, Alabama. How do you think he's a, a guy that can maybe play early in his career? I mean, you mentioned that is one of his yeah. ideal um, situations. Is that, does he have that kind of athleticism? Yeah, I
1: mean, he's got, he's got size and athleticism that, you know, you, those guys tend to get on the field, you know, and then they'll work out their technical issues over time uh, while gaining experience. But, yeah, I think he's got the baseline size and athleticism to play early at either nose tackle or three technique. Um, you know, Texas is going to have to kind of uh, figure out what they're going to do in 2024. But, you know, he sets up to be a stud in 2025. Uh, you can play them at either either uh, defensive tackle spot. You know, Sineer Mitchell's more of a nose tackle. You put this guy on the other side of them, and it's going to be tough to run on them.
0: Got it. Um, Texas also has a commitment from Alex January. That happened over the weekend. Yep. Uh, we followed that uh, as well. Um, then you talk about Blockton and Hills and their uh, recruitments going head to head, to head against uh, other SEC teams. Blockton, Texas, Auburn, uh, Hills. We think Texas and Ole Miss talk a little bit about those two uh, getting those three guys would put Texas at four defensive linemen and all of a sudden that need that we talked about. Yeah. yeah. They still have some needs, especially on the edges, but the middle of the defense would start look, be looking a lot better at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Blockton. um, uh, you know, that's Texas Auburn battle. I really like him. He reminds me of uh, Malcolm Roach when Malcolm Roach kind of got, you know, towards the end of his career and he's about 285, 290 pounds. That's where I think Blockton is going to head. Um, can easily play three technique, might even be, be able to play some four eye uh, or maybe even Jack in a jumbo set. He's got really strong hands. He uses his length well. Um, athletic. He's, he's got good mobility. I, I like that kid. I think he's quite underrated. Uh, Hills is Texas Ole Miss. He just released the top five, but we, we think it's really a top two at this point. Uh, it might just be a top one. You know, we've been kind of bullish on Texas. The, the whole question was if they if they push hard enough, if they push as hard as Ole Miss, uh, we think Texas will get them. Uh, right now, things are looking pretty good. Need to do a little more homework the closer we get to uh, decisions, make sure nothing's changed. But I think Texas is in a pretty good spot for him. Uh, more of a three-tech, I think. Um, was injured his sophomore year, so last year was his first year back. Uh, shows good athleticism, but I think there's probably uh, better football left in him as a senior. Uh, and hard hardworking, going to be a good program guy as well. Uh, we'll see if Texas can uh, can close that out.
0: All right. Um, in between all of this, uh, Aaron Hampton out of Dangerfield, the athlete, Uh, Texas looked at him as a DB wide receiver. I think now they're just recruiting him strictly as an athlete, Eric. Uh, He announces on the seventh and it's between Texas and Alabama. Uh, We think that right now Texas has the inside track, but this has been a a topsy turvy recruitment to say the least. So we're, we're kind of all holding on Justin Wells over in East Texas, uh, you know, pretty close to Dangerfield. He's like, look, I, this has been so he's committed to Baylor. He's committed to Texas. I mean, He's been all over the map a little bit. So just as like, let's just see what he does and and go from there. Um, Also, at 12 commitments now, the halfway point. Right. In in some respects, do you like where Texas is sitting and, and where they're going? I assume you do. But maybe tell us why you feel that way.
1: Well, I mean, I like where they're at now, but I love where I think they're headed. You know, more importantly, there's got a, there's a lot of big names to, that they still have to get. You know, you mentioned the defensive tackles. If you throw a Dominic McKinley in there, that, that takes it to a whole nother level. Um, but, yeah, I like where they're going. I like where they're at, but I really love where they're going. You know, it's, a, it's a good class. They're, they're addressing some needs. Uh, but the big fish are, are really going to determine how well this class uh, finishes. But I think, you know, I think they're in a great standpoint stance uh, for, for the guys like Colin Simmons, Corian Gibson, Kobe Black. I think Texas is the team to beat for all those guys and they're all highly rated. Um, you know, I think uh, Colin Simmons is, you know, as big a need as Texas has had in, in any cycle in the last 10 years, pretty much, out, you know, outside of what, Arch Manning, who else?
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it's a, it's a platform fit. It's not just a position fit, right? Yeah, they bro. need a big time pass rusher. They need an edge in the worst way. And it's the state university and he lives in Duncanville. Right. So, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all of those things coalescing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you totally. Um, uh, Ryan Wingo, another one of those guys that I uh, think you yep. could put in that big name category. Uh, because uh, while Texas has commitments from Freddie DuBose, uh and Parker Livingstone, uh, they clearly want a elite, elite, ranked wide receiver. Wingo is one of those guys, 6'2", 200 pounds, runs a 10-5", 100 meters out of St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Um your thoughts on, on him and where Texas sits, you and I both, I think, and the reason I'm asking you is I, I think we have some of the same intel. We we continue to feel like people were calling it Texas had a puncher's chance. Now we feel, no, this, this is a little bit more serious than a puncher's chance, almost mm-hmm. so much so that Texas of the group may be uh, the current leader at, right. at least, or at least uh, one of the top two or three, right?
1: Yeah, you know, if if um, if he was going to announce in July, I would put in a prediction for him. But since he's not going to announce that, that allows more time for things to change, and I'm going to remain a little more patient on that. But I do think Texas leads right now. Uh, He would give the the roster something they don't really have. He's the dynamic, athletic, uh, big, bigger body. Or you know, maybe we could say Ad Mitchell fits that profile, but he's a different guy. After than even that, it's it's like if you combine Ad Mitchell and Jordan Whittington, you would have Ryan Wingo. He's, He's like a running back after the catch, elite speed. Um, you know, that, that'd be a fun guy to see in burn orange, but, you know, I, I think he's going to wait and, until probably December and, you know, anything can happen if that, if that's the case.
0: Two more questions, Brandon Baker, the offensive lineman out of modern day, uh, Texas and Ohio state, it looks like going head to head for him with Oregon third right now.
1: You know, here in Oregon third, if that is actually the case, and yes, we have heard that, um, then that's big because, you know, then, you know, I think Texas is Kind of been the constant there. It's been Texas and Oregon. Now it's Texas and Ohio State. When Texas is uh, is the constant, a lot of times they land that kid. So uh, you got to feel a little more optimistic coming out of uh, out of the the, the June uh, official visit window. Um, you know, Texas needs an offensive tackle in the class. They've got some guys that are you know probably more guard guard like uh, that they that they have and that they're going to get. Um, really athletic guy, got you know extremely good feet for for an offensive tackle. So that would be the next in line if they can get him.
0: Okay. Uh, before I do one more question for uh, one final question for Eric, I do want to say thank you to our sponsor again. That's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for two uh, for decades. Uh, Adam and his group uh, offer free consultations. If you've been injured or in a car wreck or injured on the job as well, call him at 512-280-0800 or visit LowyLawFirm.com for that free consultation. And remember, Adam and his group focus on results. For their clients, we appreciate him on State of the Program. He's been with us uh, for almost a year now, uh, and uh, we thank him for his sponsorship. Hey, Eric, uh, one final question. Give me an underranked player that is currently commit, committed to Texas on both sides of the ball. One for offense and one for defense, in your opinion, and I'll match you.
1: Okay, Um well, I think Parker Livingstone's underrated. Um, I think he's nowhere close to his ceiling. Um, you know, he's, he's already good. He's already productive. He's already fast. He's already got good size. But I think all that's going to improve. Uh, and then, you know, I think Jordan Johnson, Rebel, if you go by on three, I think we have him underrated um, compared to where the other uh, networks have him. I, I think the other networks are probably a little too high on them, and I think we're too low on them but it's hard to measure for instincts. I know what I know our guys are looking for length and athleticism. That makes sense because a lot of times those guys find their way to the NFL when they have those intangibles. Um, But I like it. I like his ability to to be a a tackling machine uh, in the, in the secondary. I think he's going to be a leader back there. He might not be the flashiest guy they have, especially if they get guys like Corian and and Kobe black. Uh, But I think he's going to be the glue uh, that kind of, kind of keeps it all together while other guys are making plays. He's going to make a lot of tackles though. Don't get me wrong.
0: Gotcha. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, Trip you up here. I'm going to go different direction on both of them. All right. I'm going to go Christian Clark on offense, the running back yeah. out of Arizona. Yeah. I, you know, I love that guy. I, yeah. I think he's tremendous. Uh, that that'll be one for me on offense. On defense, I'm going to stay in the state of Arizona and say Santana Wilson. Yeah. Um, even though I think some people have him rated really high, some don't. And and I'm just, you know, it's the pedigree at some level, right? I mean, when your dad's a former All Pro football player, and you've got the I just see some things that he's ahead of his age.
1: Yeah. All right, know, I mean, that makes
0: he's, sense. He's, if you're ahead of your age, that usually translates
1: well to college football, right? Yeah. Th- both those guys are studs. On three uh, has Santana rated highly. I didn't necessarily go with that direction, but you're right. Everybody else has him underrated. I think, you know, I'm in agreement with you there. And then uh, Christian Clark, he's a he's a freaking stud. So <laughs> 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 All yeah. right. All right. I think people will like, like us to end with
0: that comment from you, Eric. All right, uh, Eric Naline, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Uh, please visit us at InsideTexas.com. Daily articles, not only from Eric and myself, uh, but also Jerry, Justin, Ian, Paul, Joe Cook as well. Uh, we're all over there and visit us on the message boards so we can talk a little Longhorn football and recruiting as well. For Eric Naline, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode of State of the Program.